Last week I preached about ministry empowerment. And I want to continue that message today. And today I want to look at miracles, anointed and filled, and discernment. And this will wrap up my kind of two-part series on ministry empowerment. Last week I left you with the challenge of what is your ministry outline? Poverty? To reach out to the poor. Sorrow? To heal the brokenhearted. Bondage? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Suffering? And recovery of sight to the blind and oppression to set at liberty all who are oppressed. So I challenge you with what are you going to, or who are you going to reach for Jesus? Have you thought about a plan of attack? And is there more to Christianity than just coming to church? When Jesus walked this earth, let me remind you that he was both fully divine and fully human at the same time. When Jesus ministered, when Jesus ministered, he did not use his divine power, but like us, he relied on the Holy Spirit. I like that. I like that. Because that shows that we also are able to be empowered for ministry in exactly the same way that Jesus was. I think that's important. And this is good news for us today because it means that we can also rely on the Holy Spirit and perform ministries that the Lord lays upon our heart. So today, as I mentioned, I want to have a look at the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of Christ and how we can be directed by the one and the same Spirit in relation to our own life and ministry. (coughs) Excuse me. So, thank you, Dennis. Man, you're on the ball. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. We see here that Jesus cast out demons by what? By the Spirit of God. Is that not the one and the same Spirit that resides in your heart? Is it not the one and the same Spirit that you have been baptised into remembering baptism is means to be fully immersed so you have been fully immersed in the holy spirit and yet he resides in your heart and in your being at the very same time jesus entire life as a man on earth was lived by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was the Spirit-filled Messiah whom Isaiah had foretold. 
Isaiah 11:12 The spirit of the Lord will rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel of might the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord and 42 Here is my servant whom I will whom I uphold my chosen one in whom I delight I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. And 6, 1 to 3. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor and he, set, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks, or some translations say trees, of righteousness a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. Would you like to be planted by the Lord for the display of his splendour so he can gaze upon you? Therefore, he said to the Pharisees, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. This announcement must have been a crushing blow. They prided themselves on their theological knowledge and understanding, yet the kingdom of God had come upon them because the king was among them and they hadn't even realised that he was there. Here we see miracles being performed by Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit, not through his divine attributes, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is the same power that is available to you and I today. Do you find that an exciting concept? Good. I also find that a very exciting concept, especially in light of Kerry's liver cancer being stopped growing, especially in light of Helen's uh, type 1 diabetes disappearing and probably numerous other miracles that I can't even think of at the moment, but you probably know about or have experienced. The one and the same spirit. Okay, Matthew 3.16. Thanks, Dennis. As soon as Jesus was baptised, folks, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. 
As soon as he came up out of the water, Jesus saw the Spirit of God and he descended from heaven like a dove alighting on him. Just, folks, just as people in the Old Testament were consecrated to sacred purposes by the holy anointing, and we have an example here in Exodus, make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, a work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant law, the tables and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and the basin with its stand. You shall consecrate them so they will be most holy and whatever touches them will be holy. So Jesus was anointed Messiah by the Holy Spirit. Oh, there was a bit more. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them so that they may serve me as priests. The point I want to make here is that as Jesus came up out of the water and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, he was thus anointed with the same power as in the Old Testament tent of meeting. And Jesus was made at that time Messiah by the Holy Spirit. Here we see Jesus being anointed for ministry and being filled with the Holy Spirit. So, I don't believe any of us should perform any ministry until one, we're water baptised, and two, that we're anointed with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we tend to struggle because we're doing things in our own strength and not in the strength and the power and the direction and the counsel, folks, of the Holy Spirit. We can also do likewise, and we can be anointed, we can be filled with the Holy Spirit for ministries because Jesus was our mediator. He went before us to show us the way. When he lays these things on our heart, we must be ready. We must be ready. Let me talk about discernment. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, says 1 Corinthians 2.10. In other words, the spirit of God One of the members of the Godhead is infinite, folks, in wisdom and uh, understands all the truths of God and is able to impart those truths to others. The ministry that the Holy Spirit performs, folks, is called a paraclete ministry. 
It's made up of two words, para and kletos, two Greek words. Para means to come alongside or to help, to give aid. You've heard of a person jumping out of a plane with a chute? It's actually called a parachute, isn't it? It's made of two words. You've got the chute, which is made of silk and cords, but the para part of the work means it's a device that gives help or aid, and it does. It helps that person to the ground slowly, doesn't it? Without it, it will be a fast descent. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is a parakletos ministry where the Holy Spirit comes alongside and aids and helps and gives counsel. Have you been doing something one day and just, boom, this verse just pops into your mind and it's the right one for the situation? Don't think that you're clever, folks. It's not memory recall. It's wise counsel from the Holy Spirit that has implanted that scripture for that moment. You know, when everything lines up, the Holy Spirit shows us the way forward. Even in human affairs, no one knows what a person is thinking except that person themselves. And no one can possibly find out what that person is thinking unless they choose to make it known. Our thoughts are kept secret. And even then, in order to understand a person, a person must have the spirit of mankind in them. An animal could not fully comprehend our thinking. You can teach animals to do things. And I particularly like to go and watch the the uh, sheepdog trials. I think that's very clever, what those animals can do. But they don't have a spirit. They can't think and reason. And so it is with God. The only one who can understand the things of God is the Spirit of God. If we want success in ministering for God, we must understand God's perspective. Where is God coming from? You know, what angle is God coming from? The Holy Spirit helps us to discern God's voice in the midst of our busy world and the myriad of voices and pressures that try to push and pull us in different directions. Let's talk about enablement. 1 Corinthians 12.4 There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. That's interesting, isn't it? And Paul shows us that there are a variety of gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. And there are a a diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
we've got the word of wisdom. Ever given someone a word of wisdom? You've told them something wise. You should do this and this and this. It will be good for your life. I've given people words of wisdom and they've ignored me. And now I see their life has turned to rubbish. You've probably had a similar experience. What about words of knowledge? You ever had a word of knowledge for someone? Boom! A word of knowledge. What about the gift of faith? Yes, we all exercise faith, but there is also a gift of faith. Gifts of healing. Have you laid hands on someone and prayed for them and they've been healed? Working of miracles, discerning of spirits and the interpretation of tongues. The purpose in showing you this list is to show that the Holy Spirit enables the individual and the church why? To give very effective ministry. Very effective ministry. When we, I mean, there are more gifts than these. But if we use these gifts, and these are the gifts of the Spirit, our ministry as a church and our ministry as individuals can become very, very effective. We live in a world that's racked with sin. So our ministry needs to be effective. And God has set the parameters in place for that to happen. All we have to do is appropriate what God has already given us and enabled us and permissioned us to do. It's just a matter of enablement. I previously outlined some ministries and I want you to I want to encourage you to seek God so that you can pick up on a ministry. And we looked at areas like to preach the gospel to the poor. And it's not just about those that don't have any money, but it's about those who are poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Or what about a ministry to heal the broken-hearted? Do you know any broken-hearted people? I talked to two yesterday when they came to our house for lunch. Two gay guys that have been made broken-hearted by the church. What about to proclaim liberty, liberty to the captives? Do you know anyone that's being held captive by what? Cigarettes, alcohol, poker machines, you know, worldly things. Do you know people that are held captive by those? You might be able to reach into their life and drag them out of the world and have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. What about the recovery of sight to the blind? Do you know any people who can't see Jesus? That they're blind to the things of God? We're supposed to be a light 
Is not the light of Christ supposed to shine through us? But what kind of a light are you? Are you like a lighthouse kind of a light that you show people the dangers so that they don't fall on the rocks and hurt themselves? Or are you like a driving light so you can see far ahead the things that are coming up and you can warn people? Or maybe you're like a street light that you're just there with a soft glow that people can come and stand near you and they can feel some solace and protection. Or are you like an outside light on a house that's there to welcome people and to show them your door? What kind of a light are you to the blind people of this world? There's something to think about. And what about to set at liberty those who are oppressed? Do you know people who are oppressed? They're down. Maybe they take medication because they have a depressive attitude or oppressed by all sorts of things. Financial difficulty, a bad marriage, children gone down the wrong path. We can be oppressed by so many things. Folks, who are you going to reach for Jesus? Have you thought of a plan of attack? Is there more, folks, is there more to Christianity than just rocking up on Sunday? There is, isn't there? It's a silly question for me to ask. You are not on your own. Folks, and we are not on our own because the Holy Spirit is with us and we are part of the bride of Christ. We are part of the church and Jesus is the chief cornerstone and we are bricks in that building. (coughs) Folks, the Holy Spirit will anoint you. He will fill you and empower you to minister. Remember, it's not all about you. Maybe it was when you came to Christ. Maybe it was for the first four years. But it's not all about you. It's only a bit about you, but it's about other people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this word today we pray and ask Lord that you'll help each one of us in our quest to be more effective ministers of the gospel I pray Lord that your spirit will come upon each person here today and even those Lord that are not in attendance I pray Lord that you'll come upon us in power and in strength that you'll show us the way forward each day, Lord. Show us where to minister, how to minister, and who to reach out to. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, You can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church.
Thanks.